Hey, Brandon and Jimmy, it's me, Lauren Lester, the voice of Dick Grayson, also known as Robin and Nightwing. And uh, I come to you courtesy of your pal, Matches Malone, who tells me that you have a podcast. Congratulations. And it's called Almost Got Him, which is, as we all know, the title of one of the great Batman the Animated Series episodes of all time, featuring the greatest rogues gallery of villains of all time. You got Mark Hamill and Diane Pershing and Richard Maul and Arlene Sorkin and Adrian Barbeau and who else? Oh, Paul Williams. Um, it's a great episode. I mean, there's only one small problem with that episode. I'm not in it, but that's okay because I'm not a villain. I'm a hero. So in the words of Nightwing, Brandon, Jimmy, it isn't a joke. It's a riddle. We're not looking for the Joker. We're looking for the Riddler. Good luck with your podcast. You're listening to Almost Got Him, a Batman the Animated Series podcast. And now, your hosts, Brandon and Jimmy. Are we around? I'm Brandon. Hey guys, it's Jimmy. And we have a special guest today, Jimmy. This is the first time this has ever happened. Yeah, we're starting 2022 with a bang. We have a special guest. This is Sean Coots. Introduce yourself, Sean. I'm the first guest. You are the first guest, yes. Wow. We're starting a new year with guests. It's something we never did the first year, so now we're bringing people in occasionally. We had to find our feet first before we Uh, could fly. I understand. This is only the second podcast I've been on, so this this is new to me, too. Yeah. This will be a collector's item. Indeed. Second appearances are worth money, too. Mm Mm-hmm. As I I hold a couple in my hand. That's right. So, are you a big uh, Batman fan? I would say he's up there, probably in my top ten. Yeah. Sure. Let's Uh, go with that. (laughs) Big fan of uh, Batman the Animated Series? I do enjoy the animated series for a whole host of reasons, yeah. Uh, did you watch it while it was on, or did you get into it later on? Oh, no, I tried to catch it when it was on, which was difficult, because when you live in the sticks of Morgantown, Kentucky, uh, Fox, I believe, was the syndicated channel mm-hmm. that it was on. We didn't pick that up. It's on Fox were, Kids over here. Yeah, you had to go to my grandma's house down in the holler. She could pick up Fox. So <laughs> some Saturdays we would go over there, and I'd get to catch it. Yeah. Do you have, like, a favorite episode of Batman the Animated Series? Uh, I don't know that I have any particular favorite, but I I do appreciate the one that we're about to watch, as I'll discuss in a little bit, given the big reveal here. (laughs) And by the way, the episode we are looking at today is episode 19, entitled Fear of Victory. Um, Jimmy? Brandon? This fear of victory. <laughs> this happens a lot. Fear of victory aired. I just, for, I just leave it in anyway. <laughs> it aired for the first time September 29th, 1992. Oh, yeah. I was there. It's uh, directed by Dick Seabast, which is still one of my favorite names. Uh, we've and, heard that name before, Seabast. And written by Samuel Warren Joseph. There it is, yeah. And that is the uh, title. We're looking at, at the title card in the background right now. What do you think of the title? card for this particular episode because they have a different kind of like cover for each episode oh, okay that was yeah i didn't i don't know that i picked up on that initially looks like scarecrow is going to be in this episode yes 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 we, card. it's uh very very creepy very uh i i like it it's simple but well what stands out, stands out to me is the mistral font 
which uh, I used to use all the time in public access production. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. And I, when I see it, I'm like, there's my font. There's I, my I love old that you just called out a font. font. <laughs> yeah, that was, that's what I, because it's just font. Are we font. on a graphic design <laughs> Yes, it's font and then Robin's, and then uh, What font behind is it. that good luck dick in, Jimmy? That I don't know. Okay. I never used that back in 19, 1998 on public access. <laughs> so we, have, we have crossover appeal, so appeal on here. Yeah. Now, what made uh, Batman the Anime Series so special to you, Sean? Um... Just the 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 design of it is impeccable. You know, it, it borrows a lot from the Art Deco period. Uh, Bruce Tim is just a, a master of, of anything DC mm -hmm. universe. Uh, I'm not just a fan of animated series. In fact, I think my favorite uh, work of his is when he builds on all of it, and you've got the Justice League series. Mm -hmm. You get a little Batman, you get Flash, you get Superman, the whole kid and caboodle. But uh, the animated series is really, you know, uh, it kicked it all off and really set the tone. And the other cool thing about this cartoon was the time period it launched. Of course, Batmania was at the absolute apex. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it came out like right after Batman Returns, if I remember correctly. I thought it came out after 89. What year did it debut? The, it debuted in 92. 92. So okay. that was uh, Returns came out. You said it came out in the summer, right? Yeah. So I, always, the June I always thought it came out during winter because yeah, it's it a had very Christmas-centric Christmas movie. So, the, so that mm -hmm. was summer. This was fall. Mm -hmm. Correct. Okay. okay. Yes, yeah. yes. I didn't um, realize it came out after that. I thought yeah. it had mm -hmm. kind of launched shortly after 89. Batman. Yeah, if I remember correctly, and we'll talk about this a lot more in the next episode, uh, the the look of the penguin was actually inspired partially by Dan, Danny DeVito. Yeah, because he's got the hands and yeah, the oh, long okay. hair. So it does seem... I remember and watching it at the time and being disappointed at the Adrian Bobrell Catwoman is not like Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman. Yeah. It's a great design. It's a much more classic design. Um, but this was on the heels of Returns, uh, and I was crazy for Returns. So and I, don't I just know, wanted all that Return stuff in there. I don't know if you know this or not, Sean. We talked about it on the podcast before, but the uh, first episode they ever showed was not the pilot. They, j they showed part one of Cat and the Claw, which ha featured... Catwoman, they because wanted to capitalize on the Batman course. Returns that makes as, sense. As like, that makes sense. like fanfare. Now, um, you're a big comic collector, if, if I uh, re recollect. Um, how long have you been collecting? Oh, probably since I was like five, although I won't use the term collecting because it was more like uh, getting them from the, the spinner rack at yeah. the local <laughs> junior food mart and uh, mutilating them. Uh, sketching them and stuff. <laughs> I don't think I started collecting them until I was old enough to realize I should probably put these in bags. Or yes, else yeah, they'll disintegrate. But uh, yeah, uh, most of my life, and I'm I'm getting older now, so quite a few years. Yeah, yeah. You're uh, more of a. Uh, you mentioned Flash a minute ago. Isn't is Flash your favorite character of all time? Uh, probably a tie between like say Spider Man and Flash. Spider Man. Those, are, those are the too. classics, but Batman is up there. <laughs> a little bit about. My love for Batman. If mm. if you guys remember what 1989 was like, I was uh, too young, but he. Was. I well, <laughs> I remember. I, let me let me tell you, youngster. So like in '89, <laughs> like I was uh, considered a nerd before nerds were cool in yeah. school, and kids did, thought comic books were for dorks. They they thought that when I was in school but too. The trailer for Batman comes out, and then all of a sudden, I believe I was in the fifth grade. Everybody wanted to talk to mm. me about Batman. Like, can you bring some of your Batman <laughs> comics to school? So I brought Batman the Cult to school, which oh. if you've ever seen that one, it's it's not age appropriate. No, no, no. The age I was at at that time. But Batman gets high on drugs and brainwashed by a cult leader. Yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they didn't and, make that an episode and, of the show. Yeah, they, uh, no. they didn't. Uh, they didn't know what to think about that. But I remember at the time, I was kind of like pissed because I thought all of these jerks that um, picked on me for liking comics now they think Batman's cool. So mm-hmm. I, I dipped mm-hmm. out of comics for like what felt like a decade. Uh, I just stopped, uh, and this issue was on the stand alongside Flash 47. This is, it, I hold in my hands Robin issue two of the miniseries. Yeah, the uh, first Tim Drake miniseries. The first Tim Drake. And this caught my eye because I thought, that's a really cool Robin costume. Mm-hmm. Who the hell is that? Yeah, it's uh, written by Chuck Dixon and uh, with art by Tom Lyle, who Indeed. I, if I remember correctly, I think they created Tim Drake. They did. Both yeah, of them did. They did. And so this episode we're watching here you see the first appearance of Dick Grayson uh, as Robin in this animated series, but what costume is he wearing? That's one thing that I was going to point out later. I love that he's wearing the Tim Drake outfit. Right. Of, is that, the, let's face it, the Dick Grayson outfit is not Well, he really, has not man panties. Yeah. It's not yeah. a good look for, yeah. uh, it's, 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 for a guy Batman. It's not macho. It's not macho at all. around with this yeah. kid in man panties. But, uh, yeah, so... Uh, Tim Drake kind of got me, Tim Drake and Flash got me back into comics at that age. Wally West Uh, Flash, correct? Wally West Flash and Tim Drake. And so I had to go back to The Great Escape in Bowling Green and buy 457 of Batman because that was the first appearance of this costume. Yeah, that's what at the end of it. Bruce finally accepts Tim as the the new Robin. If I remember correctly, Tim. Didn't want to do it. Yeah, Tim is such a good detective. He figures out that Bruce is Batman, but Batman doesn't want him to become Robin because of the whole Jason Todd stuff, which we broody. are going to get into he's here all a little bit. And sad because yeah. you know he got a kid killed. It's really dark stuff. But mm-hmm. you know, here comes this upstart, and he's got this cool costume. Yeah. And, and to bring it back to the animated series, Tim Drake, for those who don't know, is the Robin featured in the new Batman Adventures. Mm-hmm. Where and then he's got a totally different costume. And he's yeah, like yeah. More, he's yeah. more modeled after Jason Todd because he's kind of a brat. Yeah. So, yeah. real weird amalgamation. And, and uh, Dick Grayson's Nightwing in uh, new Batman Adventures, too. So they still get Lauren Lester in there. To take a big step back, though, about Robin, Robin was created so that kids could kind of see themselves in Batman's adventures. Mm-hmm. And yeah. as such, he's the first on record, like, comic book sidekick. Mm-hmm. So, like, his importance in the history of comics is pretty impactful. But in 89, you go to the Batman movie, there's no Robin. No, You go no. see Batman Returns. There was talk about talk being a about Robin. Robin, but no Robin, and so. Uh, and which Wayne brother was it that they were wanting? Was it Damon? I think it was Marlon. 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 Have you been reading Batman eighty nine at all? We talk about it occasionally on here. Uh, I picked up the first issue. I, I have not bought any since, but I know they're kind of extending. Yeah, yeah. they're yeah. There. yeah they take that and they run with it. The yeah. new the new issue introduces their Robin. Huh. Which he's not Dick Grayson. Uh, he has a different name. I forget what is it is. Is he based on Damon Wayans? Yes. Yeah, kind of. Yes. yes. I wonder kinda. how they do the the licensing. Did someone call Damon Wayans and they're like, "Look, I'm going to." Uh, oh, here. oh, we're experimenting on on animals in the background right now, which <laughs> yeah. we're going to talk in depth about later. <laughs> yeah, you 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 can't do this. You can't do that, Batman. Batman. You yeah. cannot do. It. That's what villains do. Yeah, I don't know if they went back to designs that they had for '89 and, and took that Robin. It looks very. I don't think that Robin. No, that it, comic is, it, it, he has like a big like black uh, hood and a black cape. It looks very and CW. The, to the underneath like part of the hood person. is yellow. Yeah, oh, okay. Stuff. Okay. It's. I'm not huge on it, but uh, 
Jimmy's right. It's very Arrow-esque. Yeah, uh, that's what it reminds me. That could be a bad. Mm, yeah, that could be a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the book's pretty good. But yeah, I, I it's, dig it. It's only a six-issue miniseries, so oh, I thought it was ongoing. I thought it was ongoing too, and then the most recent issue said four or six at the top. So I was like, oh, maybe they've changed their mind. Mm. I don't know how well they're selling or anything like that. Hmm. But we do have. Uh, what well, Billy D. Two Face in there now, which is yeah, which is fun to look well, you at. You know, you can only go back to the well of nostalgia oh, yeah. so many times before it just dries up. Apparently not. Can just keep going back all they want. What episode are we on? <laughs> <laughs> and for those that are wondering, yes, this is the actual debut of Robin episode of uh, Fear of Victory. Uh, Dick Grayson himself debuted as Robin in Detective Comics number 38 that dates back to April of 1940. He was created by Bob Kane and Bill Finger. Well, well let's just go ahead and say it was probably it, Bill Finger. It was Finger. probably Bill Finger. <laughs> Had nothing to do with Bob Kane. I love that he's finally getting recognition after all these years. That I think the Hulu documentary helped him out a lot. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, Dick Grayson remained uh, Robin for 44 years, and then he became uh, Nightwing. Uh, in Tales of Teen Titans, issue number 44, which I brought along to sh- show Jimmy and Sean today. I think I had that were, were you a... So you're a big Wally West fan. Did you did you read the New Teen Titans or any of that? Because he was a big part of it for a little bit. I never got them when they were coming out, but I did me either, go back me either. not that long ago and get the key issues. Like the first issue, the one where, oh, yeah, the one one where they both quit. Yeah, yeah, that was a, a, a great cover. It's just them walking away in a bunch of white space. Yeah, I mean, this is George Perez mm-hmm. and Marv Wolfman's mm-hmm. seminal work. Mm-hmm. Uh, poor George Perez, not in the best health these days. Yeah, we talked about him in the last episode. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Me, uh, did you ever meet him in Chicago? Because uh, he was around I, us I during one of those, but I don't remember if you were around I, us for that. Yeah, I said hi. I didn't um, I didn't pester him too much, just thanked him for his work. Yeah, he's... Kind of in and out. Yeah, Marv Whitman and George Perez created the uh, Nightwing character, even though the Nightwing IP was like an old Superman thing, if I remember correctly. Um, But Dick Grayson has also been Batman twice. Mm -hmm. Um, Did you read any of his stories as Batman? I mean, that was the Grant Morrison era of which I was glued to it, so it, I got all of those. Grant Morrison era, I feel like it's very... It's the, the, the peak it's, Batman oh, story for yeah. me, actually. Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely a little weird at times, but it's well worth seeking out. I absolutely love when they did the uh, Batman and Robin, which I'm going to pull out an issue of that here soon. Nice. Um, nice. Dick Grayson is portrayed in Batman the Animated Series by Lauren Lester. Uh, a few others have played the role on screen, small and big, over the years. Of course, you know Burt Ward, Jimmy. <laughs> I know Burt Ward, take a shot. Take a shot. Every time we mention Batman 66, you have to take a shot. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, he also recently showed up recently on the uh, CW Crisis event. I, I saw that pathetic offering. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was fun. It, it was. It's. It, I thought it was good for the Arrowverse. Which I, isn't that being sold right now? Sold. C, CW's being sold right now. Oh, are they? I yeah, mean, they haven't. They've never. They've never turned a profit since they really? came out in like '06. Damn. Yeah. Of course, we also know Chris O'Donnell played Robin in uh, Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. Uh, I did not know Jesse McCartney voiced him in Young Justice, which a lot of people mm. like Young Justice. Young uh, Justice was pretty great until they killed Wally West off. <laughs> and I I love Michael Sarah and Lego Batman, who mm-hmm. plays uh, Dick Grayson. And most re- recently, Britton uh, Thwaites, I think that's how you pronounce his name, 
portrays him in the Titans show. Do you watch Titans at all? Never seen I've it. never seen it either. I remember seeing the trailer and thinking, this is the most god-awful. It looks really bad. Garbage. But uh, I hear they've done interesting stuff with Jason Todd, of all people. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's an interesting character when you get down to it. Uh, who are both of y'all's favorite person to portray Dick Grayson ever in any kind of media? Hmm. I know who you're going to say. Well, I'm, gonna, I'm going to... You didn't mention a Robin. So I'm going to make that my favorite Robin. Uh, a Hanna-Barbera, uh, Casey Kasem. Casey Kasem. Uh, I didn't even think about that. Uh, yeah. the, uh, You're correct. You're correct. Do and yeah. those things. So, I, yeah. And that was probably my first Robin before Likewise. I saw 66. Mm-hmm. So it would be 66. Did, it would did be Casey part, Kasem do the voice also in like the Super Friends? Yeah, I think, I think he did. I think that's, he carried see, that's where I knew of it from, which yeah. from Super Friends. So yeah. I will say Casey Kasem just yeah. because it was my first Robin. But it's probably, it would probably be. It would be Bert, but I'm gonna say Casey. Who, who's your favorite? I, I've got to go with Casey. Like, Casey, yeah, okay. Also, also, my introduction, and it's not like Chris O'Donnell did much <laughs> with the role. Let's yeah, be honest. So yeah, I was just gonna go with Bert Ward just because of all the choices for kind of yeah, you know, not a lot. Although I love Lauren Lester. I love Lauren Lester, who you know said hi to the show earlier in this episode. Oh yeah, don't get me wrong. The the uh, fantastic casting. Everybody in the cast of this cartoon is pretty, pretty much perfect. Has the ownership yeah. of whichever character they play. I mm-hmm. mean, come on, Mark Hamill. Um, they've become quintessential as far as yeah. those characters are to me. Yeah. Most of these, most of these, pretty much most of them. All of them. If you notice, there's a new look for Scarecrow. Yes, this is a new look for Scarecrow. Much the first episode the that Scarecrow showed up, he looked like very. I know it's a cartoon, but he felt very cartoony. Um, now he looks scary, which I like. I don't know. Well, maybe when he makes that face with the teeth. I think that was like other, fear costumes other, there. Yeah. The, otherwise, he just kind of looks like a hobo. <laughs> Another fun fact about Dick Grayson is that it's canon that he has the best butt in the DCU. Yeah, they Something do. Something Gil Simone really They do take advantage of, of that, don't they? Now, a lot of other characters have taken over the mantle of Robin over the years, and we're going to take a quick deep dive and to those guys, there's first off, there's Jason Todd, who first appeared in Batman 357. I don't have that one. He's created by Gary Conway, who actually wrote an episode of this show that we watched recently. Uh, he also killed Gwen Stacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Don Newton was on art for this. Uh, he started being, becoming Robin in Batman 368, which I also have brought today. Um, he was not Robin for too long. A lot of people didn't really care for him. Well, it's funny. He was Robin for a little bit. Crisis happened. Yeah. And then they did a reset on him. And in fact, I bet the next it, issue, yeah, it, that's the one that I have. Batman 408 is where they kind of... He's reintroduced and he's different. But he, he's an, like an orphan. He's taking the uh, tires off the Batmobile. He's kind of a street tough. Whereas before, he was literally the same... Origin story is Dick Grayson. He was a part of a trapeze family. His mm-hmm. parents got killed, and he... He's just... much better the second time around. Oh, yeah. But not so much that they didn't put together a 1-900 number and kill him. <laughs> which they did in Batman 427, which I also brought... Which I wanted to show Jimmy uh, this at the very back of the comic. They blew... They uh, first, off, first off, Jason Todd got beaten... To the, with a crowbar. With a crowbar, like pummeled in this... Supposed to be like like a kid's book. It's really really graphic, and I can't seem to find. Oh, here it is. But he gets the, the crap kicked out of him, and then he gets exploded, and it's blown up. It, and in the very back of the book, there's this ad that says, "Robin will die because the Joker wants revenge, but you can prevent it with a telephone call." Now one nine hundred seven two zero two six six zero for the Joker fails, and Robin lives. 
And there's another number for the Joker succeeds and Robin will not survive. And More people called the uh, does not survive. Yeah, uh, but apparently, like, percentage-wise, it was like 50-50. Good time. And then yeah, one time. issue later, you have this page of oh, yeah. Batman Even I know carrying that. the corpse of Jason Todd in Batman 428. With one shoe off. That's, I was yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. The yeah. One little booty. Yeah, it's I think Batman booties. gets real dark for a long time. Mm -hmm. A lot of people like dark Batman. I'm not so much and a fan. That's no. not to, you can blame Frank Miller for that, I'm sure. Yeah, fucking Frank Miller. Which, so, uh, he stayed dead for about 17 years, and then he came back. Frank Miller? No, no, he's still okay. alive. Oh, he's still alive, okay. He right. uh, directed RoboCop 2. Oh, okay. And The Spirit. That, oh, The Spirit, yeah. <laughs> I remember that film. After Jason Todd, we got our new Robin, who we spoke a little bit about earlier, Tim Drake. He debuted in Batman 436 in August of 1989, created by Marv Wolfman, Pat Broderick. Um, he was Robin for 20 years. Long time, yeah. Like, almost, like, definitely the second longest time. Growing up, he was the Robin that oh, yeah. I read about all the time. And I, I also brought 457, which mm -hmm. is what uh, Sean just pulled out. That's the first one where he appears as Robin. Uh, is that Scarecrow in that? Yes, oh, it cool. is, actually. Nice. I didn't even put... No, it's I didn't nice, even put that together. Nice this episode, yeah. Yeah, uh, I think he's currently going by Red Robin again. He was going by Red Robin for a little bit. You know, since they did, uh, uh, what, the New 52, like I've lost all track of like, continuity as it relates to I Tim think Drake. DC has at times, too. Oh, yeah. yeah he, was, he was Red Robin for a bit. Then he turned into just called Drake for a while. Oh, that's like a it was a Bendis. It was a Bendis thing. Oh, it, they Bendis. got rid of it within a year. Right now, he's making headlines because it recently came out that he's bisexual. And mm -hmm. uh, uh, I think Batman Urban Legends number six or something like that. I got that somewhere, but I didn't bring that one. Another Robin was Stephanie Brown. She was only Robin for about a, a year. Uh, she Her character debuted in Detective Comics 647, but she became Robin in uh, July of 2004 with Robin 126. I think she died not long after this. Uh, she's mainly known as the spoiler... Um, and she came back from the dead fairly quickly. She was created by Chuck Dixon and Tom, Tom Lyle, who did uh, Tim Drake. Did the Tim Drake miniseries too. Mm -hmm. And today, uh, Robin is uh, Damian Wayne. He debuted in Batman six fifty five back in two thousand six, which is the first issue of Grant Morrison's run on Batman, which we were just talking about. Uh, Andy Kubert was on art duty for that. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but Damien is the love child of Bruce Wayne and Talia Al Ghul, Jimmy. Yeah, I was not he aware didn't of wear, that. He didn't wear protection. No. And uh, what had happened was he got that. pregnant. That's, his, that's his origin story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he didn't wear protection. And he became uh, Robin in the first issue of Batman. And Robin, which is, uh, that Batman, by the way, is Dick Grayson. Oh, that's pretty I cool. love this dynamic. Oh, yeah, that was a really great run. Because for, cool. you know, for years it was known Batman was kind of the dark and brooding one. Robin was kind of the life of the party. And, then and they, they switched it. it. They flipped yeah. it because Dick Grayson is Batman here. And then you have super serious Damon Wayne. who yeah. I hated when he debuted, but when they started putting him as oh, Robin, he, he became great. Yeah, I loved it. And uh, those, are, those are all the main in continuity Robins. There is one other popular one outside of continuity, which is... Uh, Carrie Kelly, who became uh, Robin in Batman: The Dark Knight Returns, yeah, which I just put out the issue one of that. Um, who is your favorite Robin of all, all of them? I mean, I, 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 it's a top man. I don't know. I can't pick one. I mean, the first three are really great for different reasons. Yeah, yeah. You know, 
Dick Grayson probably, but uh, I grew up with Tim Drake, really. I think Dick Grayson's a better character, but I like Tim Drake the best as Robin. Yeah. So I, I love Nightwing. Do you read the current Nightwing book, by the way? It is uh, the best book on the stands right now, in oh, my opinion. that's a tough... Better than Human Target? Human Target's only been out for three issues, though. Yeah, well... I do read that one, it's too. It's pretty good. It's really good. I like how they're incorporating the uh, Justice JLI into it. Yeah. Um, Jimmy's like, what the fuck? I think, <laughs> I think it's fun that I'm on a comic book podcast. <laughs> I have nothing to offer. But I love listening to both of you. I think it's great. But I do, I do love Human Target, but there's only been three of those. Tom Taylor is killing it, though. The most recent issue of Nightwing... Tom King? Oh, Tom, Tom Taylor. Right Tom Taylor. Gotcha. Yeah, the other Tom. Um, but the most recent issue is is just one panel continuous through the whole book. Hmm. Interesting. It's it's really very weird, but it's really good. Who's uh, your least favorite, Robin? Least favorite. You know, I guess. I mean, I guess I kind of just by default have to go with Damien, although I don't dislike him. Yeah. But just like in a stack ranking, he's probably. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, unless we're counting like uh, spoiler Robin, I would I would pick spoiler Robin just because she yeah. hasn't really done much. Although she's, uh, I think, currently Batgirl, one of the Batgirls. There's a bunch of Batgirls now. Yeah, there's her, like Cassandra Kane, and even Bat Barbara, Girls and like twenty eight Robins. You know, you can never have enough. Yeah, yeah. So Dick is at like college. Is he at college? In this? He's at college. He's in a dorm room with his football player quarterback uh-huh. buddy, and they're watching bloopers, which happen to all be. Like, recent athletes that are scared of the... Which is very timely because the 90s was all about sports bloopers. The, the guy that brings the um, the telegram, is that Jonathan Crane? Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. He's okay. got a he's got a, mustache. It's okay. weird that they kind of hide who he is the whole time, even though we saw his face a few episodes ago. Yeah. It's interesting that they do it this his face way. at all in this one. And by the way, that, that mask that he's wearing is over his, ma- his scarecrow mask. Somehow. Yeah, I'll talk about that later. Yeah, yeah. That, that little costume wear doesn't really work for We're going to have but. to suspend disbelief quite a bit. Yeah. Because also, <laughs> isn't Robin a great detective in his own right and would be a little weirded out by someone? I didn't, you would, I, 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 that, I didn't yeah. remember how like, good Dick's skills were. I, I knew that was something that really made Tim Drake stick out with his detective yeah. skills. So we go to the football game, and I can't help but think of Bane and the, Oh, say, can you see? I, I <laughs> and Heinz Ward just yes, running like, from yeah. the cracks. What a, what a lovely, lovely voice. I can't help but think the of The Arkham Knights, by the way, are the name of the, of the football team. Oh, that's what it was. Yes. Okay. So, Very nice. So Very nice. So uh, we're, uh, the, his, uh, Dick's friend uh, gets kind of uh, scared at the game. Robin is a little weirded out by that, so he tells Batman. Batman's like, hey, bro, it's cool. Don't even worry about it. Uh, but then they go out to their nightly uh, Batman and Robin thing as they do, and now Robin uh, gets kind of very has serious. Because he in his pants a little. Bit. Yes, because he yeah. held the same uh, the same letter. Yes, and Batman puts that together because Batman is a detective. Uh, he's like, "There's this anthrax on the on the envelope or whatever." And Robin's like, "Yeah, why didn't I even know that?" So we're establishing that that's what is that's the thing that's happening, and it happened to all the sports uh, people as well, as far as the bloopers. Uh, and then we have the best scene. In the whole episode, uh, because Batman's like, well, it's fear, so it must be Scarecrow. So we go to Arkham. Uh, and we oh, have, we have all some kinds of cameos. Yeah, we have our fir- This is the first time this has really happened, where it's like we see all the... Because they do this a lot, going through the run, where we see the different villains in the Ark- in, in Asylum, which is... To me, this is the best part of the episode, so... Yeah, you have uh, Two-Face, you have... Which, by the way, we just saw two... 
Like Two Face in continuity. Yeah, which was the last episode. Was the last episode. Yeah. So now he's in Arkham. Yeah, and they're all still in their costumes too. That's what I love. <laughs> so I just wanted to point out real quick, like they're none of them are in like any sort yeah, of like, made outfit. Yeah, they're Plus, in their their official costumes. In Christmas and the Joker. They're all wearing, I think they're wearing inmate outfits. Joker is. Um, but now they're all wearing just their regular outfits. So sometimes it changes as far as what they're wearing. But that's fine because we have Mark Hamill actually doing the voice, which doesn't happen a whole lot in the cameos, which I thought was really cool. He also played like a, a, a sad voice too, I saw on oh, does the IMDb. He? Okay. He, well that, he's just like an extra. Early on they were still doing He's one that. of the, uh, I think one of the asylum markers. I hear the commission's voice. Uh, is another voice in this too. Commish, like I heard the guy? Commissioner Gordon, not the Commission. By the way, Sean, I don't, I don't know if you know this, but I have a friend who has a cat named Commissioner Gordon. Are you shitting me? Wow. Really do. See, I got it in there. So anyway. <laughs> who, who's your friend? It's just this girl. I know named Tanya. Ah, um, okay, she has a cat okay. named Commissioner Gordon. Uh, anyway, what happens next in the episode? Okay, so we get to, we see that the that the Scarecrow is not in his his domicile or his, his pen, his cage, right? Mm-hmm. That's what happens. Yeah. Okay, so there's, at some point... There's more build-up with Robin, like... Robin being scared. Yeah. And then, and then of course, there's the scene where Batman Happens to the best of us. He does, yes, he does experiments on a kitty cat and a rat. Oh, yeah, there's that scene, yeah. To determine what's going on with the chemicals. <laughs> to establish how the fear works. Or form Don't listen to it, Hank. Yeah. <laughs> so it is a, the title episode, Fear of Victory, so that's what we're sort of going for, is when you try to be courageous, that's when... It smacks you down. Yeah, because it's the adrenaline is what triggers that, the fear doctor, which I think is a fun, a fun that is little a cool, that thing. Is. Which is not unlike a panic attack, if mm-hmm. we're being honest. So, you know, Ted no. Lasso dealt with that. Yes, in season two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're establishing that, yes, it is indeed the Scarecrow. He has this outfit on. Um, oh, he's also, the reason behind this little scheme is he is betting... Oh, the sports events. Brandon, what do you Very Pete Rose. We have, a, we have a scene where he goes and collects like 20 large in bills, and then the bookie is like, follow that guy. How's he getting <laughs> Follow the that's money. We, that's when we see him in face. It's weird, mm-hmm. like, Scarecrow just wants money. Yeah, yeah, that's that, 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 Well, they theorize though he's just trying to make a quick buck. So for chemicals. Well, okay, the chemicals are expensive. For the chemical, yeah. he does have a line of chemicals are yeah. expensive. Yes. So, uh, what is the third act? Third act is they're at the football game. It, it looks up. Yeah. It looks like a Super Bowl type game because there's a mm-hmm. lot of people there. Uh, Scarecrow wants to drop some fear toxins into. He's up on the catwalk and he's looking yeah. all menacing. And there's a bunch of catwalks up yes. there mm-hmm. with not a lot of safety uh, stuff there. No, it's just like oh, the catwalk's over. And of course, and there's an antidote. Of course, the MacGuffin is is yes. uh, dangerously close to falling off the edge. Batman misses the save, and of course. Dick overcomes the fear toxin, swings in, makes the save, uh, and then lo and behold, Scarecrow is, is is done for. And that's really the thing of the episode is Robin overcoming his mm-hmm. fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't want to go out with Batman. Batman's like, I'll drive really, really slow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we, <laughs> and he does. And he, he does. does. He, he does. Drives really Batman slow. cares. Yeah. And he's pulling him along, it's and finally Robin Adopted overcomes. son, essentially. Robin just kind of overcomes because he is Robin, and he can kind of lift above it. There's no, yeah. he just his character just does it at the end, which yeah. is nice. And I, I'll talk about it later, but I like how they cut in the, the stuff of the ball game with what he's doing. With yeah, coming yeah, in. yeah. I very that was nice. Very cool. I'm wondering if that was part of part of it or they just found that in editing. But it's very nice and it, it, it's a nice ending of the episode. Um, I don't like the very ending of the episode. What's there's, the very there's, ending? There's some jokes. There's some jokes at the end. It ends that. nicely. And then there's this joke about... Um, uh, Batman, Bruce and Dick are sitting in their thing and he's like, you can always send a telegram. I don't know, it's some kind of weird... Oh, there's a, yeah. There's a funny little like, nadu that doesn't a little, quite work. A little work. too soon, Bruce. Uh, yeah, it just doesn't quite work. I wish it just <laughs> faded out a minute earlier. But 
that's pretty much the episode. Now, Sean, after we watch an episode, every time we do these categories, oh, where we talk okay. about what we think of different aspects of the episode in question, this one being, of course, Fear of Victory, episode 19 on your HBO Max and... Uh, what is it on DVD? I don't know. It's on. <laughs> they're, been, they're, they're always out of order. It's on uh, disc four of the first collection no. of. Uh, he always watches the yeah. DVDs, even though he has HBO Max, which yeah. looks way amazing. I know it does look great. <laughs> does look great. Because but it, they're also in the other room. I can sit in the other room in, in my bedroom and watch the DVDs and, and write the synopsis, and it just works out. That's fair. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. So. Jimmy, we talked about the middle of the episode. We talked about the end of the episode, but mm-hmm. Jimmy. How does Batman begin? Jimmy, how Batman begins. Every episode, we get a different title card, and we talk about our thoughts on said title card. What did you think of the title card for Fear of Victory? Well, I mentioned earlier, it starts with the Mr. Font, (laughs) which is a font I used in the 90s. So that's all I see when I think of this. I think of the font. Um, But behind it, we do have uh, a creepy photo of Scarecrow. Um, and it just feels like something I would have put together years ago. So it's not one of my it's not one of my favorite uh, of these uh, title cards, Brandon. I gotta yeah. say that. Yeah, it's very simple. I feel like it might also be kind of introducing the audience to the new Scarecrow look. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. first one did not quite land yeah. with people, mm-hmm. I guess, because it wasn't even that many episodes ago. It's kind of no. I wonder just a couple. If, if they're just like, well, <laughs> this really isn't good. Let's go ahead and change it now already. Sean, did you have any thoughts about that title card? None whatsoever. No. In fact, I it didn't was, even see don't, it. Don't back. even remember what it was. It doesn't, <laughs> no. Just not one of the best. Not one no. of the best, Brandon. Now, something that Robin would say back in the 60s, Holy speech bubble, Batman! Holy speech bubble, Batman! Jimmy, do you, what is your favorite quote from Fear of Victory? Okay, well, this isn't my favorite quote, but uh, Batman and Robin do see some thugs, and Batman says, time to punch in. Now, do you hate that line, Brandon? Uh, it's you, fine. Okay, sometimes when I like it. The sticky stuff, I've sometimes don't But it's a very, it seems like a very comic book line to me. So I was okay I with that it. one. But that's so. not my favorite line. My favorite line is, uh, Batman finds the telegram with the fear anthrax on it and says to Robin, did you see this? And Robin says, the screwy telegram? I think that should be the name of the episode. Should have been called the, the screwy, screwy telegram. telegram. Yeah, so that is my favorite line from the episode. The screwy <laughs> telegram. Mine is an exchange between Batman and Scarecrow. Batman says, "You know that gambling is illegal in Gotham," and Scarecrow goes, "I need the money, Batman. You know the cost of chemicals these days." <laughs> but I need the money, Batman. Do you have any quotes that stick out to you from the episode, Sean? Uh, probably not, but I do love that he's gambling to buy chemicals. <laughs> I just, uh, you know, that's like a real slice of life kind of thing. You don't see super Yeah, I like yeah, that yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's different. I like big it. big villains do these little things that anyone, any two-bit you know, criminal could do is kind of yeah. fun. Well, Jimmy, Sean, wait till they get a load of me. Wing freak terrorizes. Wait till they get a load of me. <laughs> Wait till they get a load of me. Who was your favorite character in this episode? Brandon, I'm going to give it to the horny lady in Gotham. <laughs> <laughs> the Bat- horny lady. The Bat- one that sees uh, Bruce when he, like, wrecks her apartment. Yeah, did you hate that part, too? We're going to get to that. <laughs> oh, that part. <laughs> You're going to mention it later. I like that. Yeah. I like that part. You like that part? Yeah. It was very 66. Yeah. And Batman looks back and gives her a wink. I'm like, that's fun. It was kind of very Howard the Duck. Yeah. To me, but I like that there's just this lady in Gotham, and but anyway, that's of course not my favorite uh, favorite character. 
Um, it's strange because Christmas with the Joker, I did not expect my favorite character to be Robin. Again, my favorite character. Two in a row? Is Robin. Yeah, I, I like the arc. I'm not even, I'm probably the least Robin guy here. Um, and I, my favorite character is Robin. I like the arc. I like he overcomes at the end. So, yeah, I, I picked, going with Robin. I picked Scarecrow because he improved his look. I also like the gambling aspect of his character. Do you like the new design? Um, but, yeah, the uh, I liked how the fear to toxins come in when the adrenaline hits. Mm -hmm. I just thought he would show a big improvement from his... Uh, from nothing, I believe it's nothing to fear. Nothing to fear. Yeah, that he was on big, big improvement. Who is your favorite character in this episode, Sean? I mean, I'll go with Robin just because it's his introduction. Let's say Robin but Taylor. A strong second, the bookie. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> the bookie yeah. and Scarecrow have a quick back and forth. I forget <laughs> the exact uh, wording, but that was memorable. Or the horny lady. The horny lady. <laughs> the horny lady was, lady was really funny. Now every episode, Sean, we give out a very prestigious award. Jimmy, it's time to give out. The Condiment King Award. Condiment King Award. Condiment King Award is given to our least favorite character of the episode. Jimmy, who is your Condiment King Award winner this time around? Okay. Fear of victory. So this is fun. Um, I'm not going to, I'm not giving it to Scarecrow because I don't like Scarecrow or his new design. I don't like his, yeah, I don't like his uh, disguise skills. Um, that disguise he's wearing, yeah. he looks like he's it's, he's either doing Muppet Man or he looks like <laughs> when Andrew McCarthy and Johnny Duncan Silver disguised Bernie to take him into the bank. Uh, I just I just don't like his look when he's in disguise. I like Scarecrow otherwise. just don't like the disguise. So I'm going with Scarecrow. My Condiment King Award goes to Batman for experimenting on Kitty. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Why did I say that? That was just so... Not, yeah. not Batman to me. Have you ever given it to Batman before? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, as far as the country. Uh, <laughs> I've never given it to Batman. Uh, I don't believe that I have, actually, until this one. But that really, like, was a big red flag for me. I've given it to Batman before. Oh, I know you have. In that one episode, yeah. Who is your least favorite character in this one, Sean? Jimmy didn't like this disguise from Scarecrow, but I thought it was fun. I like that disguise. <laughs> oh, this one. Oh, the, bell, okay. the bellhop. I like the bellhop. Looking at the bellhop. The bellhop, the bellhop disguise is It's the sick. other disguise with the must. He looks like a Final Fantasy character. I don't know. I'm just not, just not a fan of that that look with the must. Yeah, I got to agree with Brandon yeah. on this one. I mean, Batman gives a fear toxin to a kitty cat. So that's, <laughs> you know, that's not very hero-esque behavior. No. No. Does he just have a cat in the Batcave? I think he has a, a couple, didn't he? Yeah, for experiment. Okay, no. for experiment. He's like a okay. Nazi walker. Yeah, okay. that's, he's like a pharmaceutical company. Now, Jimmy, Sean, let's get nuts. Let's get nuts. We are going to talk about our favorite moments from the episode. Jimmy, what are your favorite moments from Fear of Victory? We talked about it before. I love the the to appear into Arkham and see all the bad guys, uh, all the villains just kind of hanging out. Yes, uh, I put... How could I not like that? The Arkham cameos and the Joker cameo are a big uh, big one on mine as well. Uh, I mentioned I love that they all cut the audio of the game to the third mm -hmm. act as far as Robin catching the, the vial. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. I think the episode is paced really well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's... Which a lot of the episodes aren't. Are not. It's over and like, oh, it, it's over already. Uh, the first act flies by and I don't really know why that is. Um... I, not jumping ahead, I, it's a fine episode. I wouldn't say it's a great episode, but it it's paced insanely well. One of the best paced episodes we watched so yeah. far, I think. Yeah, I, I love all that stuff. I also love the the stupid sports bloopers at the beginning. Yeah, I, I mentioned fun. that. Yeah, I thought that's um, the goalie pulling the net out of the goal and just 
covering himself in yeah. it to protect him. I just thought that was a great animation. Also, the animation of I believe it's Robin falling, where the camera like spins around. Oh yeah, yeah. When he's like when too. he's starting to freak out, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's they always use that in bumpers and stuff. Uh, so I always remember that animation. Sean, what are your favorite moments from the episode? So if you go to eight forty five ish. You see Robin gets the fear toxin on his gloves, but it looks a lot like cocaine. That looks... Or it could be anthrax. Or anthrax, going but through it, the mail. it could be cocaine. Um, I like Man, that I did not notice that until right now. I, uh, yeah, most of the ones you guys said as well, but I gotta say, so I went and rewatched this one uh, when you guys said you were doing the episode, and, and honestly, I was a bit disappointed, not because it's a bad episode on the face of it, but this is an important... Uh, Landmark because at this point in time the movies they weren't touching Robin. No, no. And you had this sweet, Batman Forever with ninety five. You had this sweet Robin action figure in the Tim mm-hmm. Drake costume that came out uh, in the Batman Returns line, but mm-hmm. no Robin. So this was like the first. I forgot episode. they did do that. Yeah, yeah. I have that actually yeah. somewhere. This was the first episode with Robin of any kind in the modern era, and. Uh, you know what happens in this episode Robin gets chicken shit and yeah. like it's, it's not like the best introduction mm-hmm. to the character there's no here. fanfare whatsoever none mm-hmm. I mean he, ju- he just is here I would and, almost and, imagine that this was maybe out of and, order yeah and he's he's been here for every episode we watched right and that, like, there's no yeah. intro to him so no. he was there for all of that and yeah. and that actually brings up my Martha moment the thing that I oh. disliked the most was the fact that we got no real introduction to Dick. He was just here out he's of nowhere. Here, yeah. Now we circle back to it. We, I mean, yeah, we can episode, we can assume he's uh, been away at college the whole time, though. Yeah, sure, I guess. sure. Yeah. Um, you don't really get any background on him until Robin's Reckoning, which is like episode fifty. Oh, it's that it's, far off. It's season, far. What season, season one. was that in? Season one's the one that has all like sixty something episodes. Oh, 65. Uh, yeah, yeah syndicated. I those yeah. initial runs. But yeah, Robin's Reckoning's around like the fifty mark. Mm-hmm. We see, we see him again before. Oh right? yeah, yeah, but they but don't, we don't really talk about who he is, why he's there. He's just here, though, right? Like they don't. Yeah, they don't yeah. Use yeah. Robin a lot. Yeah, not until not until when they go to like the last season or whatever when they change the beginning. The third season of the when it turns into uh, the new Batman, new Batman, Batman Adventures. Yeah, new, uh, or yeah. Adventures. It becomes like Adventures of Batman and Robin, don't it? The new yeah. Oh yeah. Robin, Robin becomes Adventures of Batman. Yeah. And Robin. Yeah, and at that point, Dick is Nightwing, and you've got Tim Drake, correct? Oh no, no, the, the Dick's Robin is just that whole like final season. Every episode is Batman and Robin, mm. and almost every episode has plot that revolves around both characters. Oh, okay, okay. It's not nearly as good. That's when they introduce Bane. Uh, that's I think the most notable villain mm. to debut during that time. Uh, Jimmy, what are some of your Martha moments of oh, this episode? Let me look. My phone went off. Let me, let me look at that. One thing I, I have to point out uh, from the football games. What? Why aren't they wearing actual football helmets? Well, that's part of the art deck. I know, but that just feels yeah. that feels more archaic instead of yeah. like cool. Looking. Well, that's that's like the the weird part about this show in general is mm-hmm. like it borrows very heavily from like the nineteen thirties, early forties, mm-hmm. but. I think we can assume it's like these. This stuff is taking place in the nineties. So yeah, yeah. Sometimes the character designs throw you off a bit. Yeah, that was the first time where it actually kind of got on my nerves a little bit. I was just like CTE guys. Yeah, that CTE. I picked up on that too. Like all these players are brain dead at this point. And one of my Martha moments is the moments that you both like is the woman that's hot for Batman when he crashes into her apartment. As Jimmy knows, I, I hate horny Bruce. Well, but Bruce there's a lot of horny Bruce. Bruce isn't really being show. horny there. Bruce would have stayed there. 
Like he just leaves and yeah. gives a wink and takes off. He's not. I don't. He's I, just I, being he, polite. He's just being polite. He's being he's polite. just giving her something yeah. to think about later. That's all. And, and of course, my big Martha moment is him experimenting on the cats. Mm-hmm. And uh, Scarecrow's mask as well. The mask that's over his Scarecrow mask. Yeah, it's just yes. That's just silly, ridiculous. <laughs> and that, um, and also when they threw, he threw like a light bulb during the game. There's a fan that's got to be in a lot of pain after that. Uh huh. Um, my <laughs> my Martha, yours is experimenting on animals. Mine is Robin says no. We go to commercial break. We come back from commercial break. Robin says no. I just thought that was annoying. <laughs> I'm okay with the animals getting getting experimented on. Yeah, I just didn't like that. Something that you didn't pick up on in the '90s when there actually mm-hmm. were commercial breaks. But yes. when when you put out a set, now it seems weird. It's, it's, it's like weird. Yeah, they just that. cut right back to yeah. it, and you get the devil. No, it's mm-hmm. a bit jarring. Yeah, like we don't need two no's. We just need one no. And I thought the ending. There's an ending joke between Bruce. The and telegram. The, the telegram. And I was like, wah, wah, it's fine. But you know, sometimes these episodes end on a wah, wah, but it's fine. Well, you have to assume Batman's probably not that funny. Like, he probably <laughs> yes. thinks Well, that's that what Dick Grayson's there for. And Robin's yeah. just like, man, just stop with the jokes. <laughs> <laughs> what were some of your least favorite parts of the episode? Uh, definitely the cat thing. Uh, when re-watching this yesterday, I was like, did he just, Jesus Christ, did he really just make <laughs> a cat with fucking cat? I, I watched it at like 5 a.m. this morning and I was like half awake. I was like, what? Yeah, that, that's <laughs> That woke me up. Yeah. That's the cat. I'm like, who would have thought something that didn't age well in a Batman cartoon? <laughs> very, there very bad. So yeah, definitely that. So every episode we have a grading system. Uh, for each episode between one and five one being we didn't really care for it that much five being we absolutely loved it jimmy changes the criteria each week of what we're grading based on so this week what are we grading this episode on you're grading using touchdowns by gotham state in the fourth quarter all right so jimmy how many touchdowns scored by gotham state in the fourth quarter did you give it uh and again i don't come up with these beforehand i just throw them out oh you don't do uh, i never do um, I think it's a fine episode. As I said, I think it's paced really well. Um, weird introduction for Robin, but I like how he's used. Um, Scarecrow is fine. Um, I would give this... I'm trying to think back to what other grades I've given other things, and like, am I giving it too high? I'm going to go for uh, a three out of five touchdowns by Gotham State in the fourth quarter. Three out of five is what I gave it as well. It was fine. I thought it was kind of bland for uh, a Robin debut, um, but it was it was fine. It wasn't it wasn't like bad or anything. What did what would you give it? Yeah, I'm gonna go with three out of five as well. Perfectly passable, enjoyable episode. Yeah, yeah. given that you know yeah, literally it's first, fine. First Robin, it's a bit lackluster yeah, from that yeah, standpoint. Yeah. But the the scarecrow like hustling to get money for chemicals <laughs> really makes it so yeah three out of five and we had a cameo by mark hamill yeah so yeah i thought two and a half but let's go three because we got mark hamill in there for at least a line or two so sean what do you think of uh, henry pollock the second playing uh scarecrow do you like his interpretation i thought it was fine yeah it didn't stick i mean it didn't stick out he's not yeah. usually one of those that you t- like like lauren lester mentioned a bunch of the Historical names: Richard Mall, Mark Hamill. Were there multiple actors that did Scarecrow? I think it was just Pollock. Uh, He's unfortunately no longer with us, but yeah, he uh, voiced him through all. I believe they changed the voice in uh, New Batman Adventures, Mm. and they also changed his look again to make him even more creepy. If I remember correctly, you didn't ask us our favorite Scarecrow. Who is your favorite Scarecrow? I don't know. I didn't think about it. All I can think think of is Cillian Murphy. He Um, he wouldn't be my favorite Scarecrow. 
Uh, I like the one that uh, was in the the, the last Scooby Doo film because Jonathan <laughs> Crane was the bad guy in the in the last Scooby Doo movie. Really? Yes, he was. There was the Scarecrow, and I think he was pretty cool. So I'm gonna say <laughs> I'm gonna say because that's the you last just one. Sounded thought, like like a seven year old. That's the last <laughs> one I remember. Cool. That's the last one. I, I still don't think they've done the pinnacle. Scarecrow. Yeah, Even yeah. on this show, I like this look because I grew up with it. Yeah. But it's still quite, it's still not there. You and know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with a different media entirely. My favorite Scarecrow is probably like the Arkham Asylum game. That probably is the best. I don't that know. That one's games, really, is, that's especially yeah. the first Arkham Asylum. But yeah. If you had the Xbox that had the extra Scarecrow level, it's amazing. Yeah, like whenever like you, he's like gigantic mm. and you're trying to hide from yeah. him, like that. That seems like pretty memorable for a video game. I feel like it would be a fu- uh, Scarecrow would be fun for the movies. Unfortunately, he's only shown up, you know, in the Nolan movies, which they, he tried to ground in reality to an extent. So you, you didn't get to really see like some Until, really wacky shit. Yeah, kind of like I guess like Mysterio and the. I don't envision them doing Scarecrow right in a film. Mostly because they do very little right in Batman movies. But we'll. we'll what is your favorite see. Batman movie? Uh... I mean, 89 holds a, a firm place in my heart, although mm-hmm. it's far from a perfect Batman movie. Um, By the way, I watched the video to Bat Dance the other day, oh, it's and classic. it's phenomenal. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you might have it to It goes on it, forever. I know. You have to give it to 89 Batman just for the Prince soundtrack alone. <laughs> how did that even happen? Like, I, I know, know how it happened, but that would never and happen. It's weird, because like I love Prince, but I, that's the one thing I don't like about the movie. It dates it, unfortunately. Ah, that's fine by me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the fact that it dates it into 89, like yeah. such a... Although 89 is, I think, my second period. favorite of all of them. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, the Nolan ones are okay. Uh, Dark Knight's still probably my favorite, probably. Yeah. Massive Phantasm's good, if you include that. Yeah, that one. Which I think we solid. should do that sometime this year. Yes, we would definitely do Massive What's the Phantasm Batman now? Beyond movie? Uh, Return of uh, the Joker? Yes. Revenge of the Joker? Joker something like that. Is... I hear that one's like really like... Have you seen Adult, it? no. It's I've never I've never seen a single episode of Batman Beyond. Oh my god, Brandon. Really? We're hoping eventually we can get there, but that's a long way away. I've yeah. seen some, but I, I really have haven't seen that many either. I've seen honest. that entire series. Uh, I know Will Fr- Friedel is on Cameo. Oh, there you go. Back on <laughs> he helped me with my proposal. There you go. So. Get him in there. Well, Jimmy, I, th- I believe uh, we've come to an end of this episode. Sean, would you like to plug uh, your book while we're on here? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Go to Amazon and search for I Saw a Stranger on the Freeway uh, to check out my latest book of short stories. Um, good times. Much appreciated. Sounds awesome. Jimmy, do you have anything you want to plug today? Uh, just the podcast, Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Listen to our podcast. You can find it on um, uh, Spotify. Spotify. Um, we're on Apple Podcasts. We're on YouTube, uh, YouTube under IEP Films. Where you can see some of Jimmy's other stuff. Uh, go to Facebook, like our page, uh, subscribe to our podcast, give us five stars if you'd like. We'd really appreciate it. And uh, Sean, thank you for joining us today, and thank you for uh, letting us come to your studio today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, very nice in here. And uh, next time that we uh, do an episode, Jimmy, we're going to watch one of the worst episodes of Batman the Animated Series. Well, ever. let's not say that quite yet. Maybe we'll I, end up having a different thought about it than people. I know the internet hates it, but... The Batman know, in my basement. The Batman, Batman in my basement, basement the first episode. Penguin episode. We, we will do a deep dive into Penguin, who's about to hit the big screens again here soon in March. Yep, that's with, true. Uh, Colin Fer- Farrell decked out. You know oh, it's him. Penguin in that movie? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, uh, it, it works, weirdly enough, too. Hmm. 
He's going to have his own HBO Max show, I believe, as well. Oh, weird. Yeah, everybody's getting an HBO Max show anymore. Mm. Yeah, Peacemaker starts this week, I believe. I'm actually excited about that. I love the Suicide Squad. But I guess this will be our cue to get going, Jimmy. Um, we never know how to end these. <laughs> we have it every you time. Just, you do this. Toodles. <laughs> the end. Yep. Hey, that works. That works. All right. Thank you for listening to Almost Got Him, a Batman the Animated Series podcast. 